Chapter Seventeen of Part One of the Lives of the Three Mrs. Judsons by Arabella M. Wilson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Narrative continued and concluded their deliverance from Burman tyranny and protection by the British government. As soon as the search was completed, Mrs. Judson hastened to the wife of the Queen's brother in hopes of having a favorable answer to her petition but to her heavy disappointment she learned that the queen had refused to interfere with a sad heart she turned her steps to the prison gate but here she was denied admittance for ten days she found the prison door closed against her the officers who had taken possession of our property continues mrs judson presented it to his majesty saying judson is a true teacher we found nothing in his house but what belongs to priests in addition to this money there are an immense number of books medicines trunks of wearing apparel etc of which we have only taken a list shall we take them or let them remain let them remain said the king and put this property by itself for it shall be restored to him again if he be found innocent this was an allusion to the idea of his being a spy while the officers were at mr j s house they had insisted on knowing the sum that had been paid to bribe the governor to allow the prisoners more liberty this sum they afterwards demanded of the governor which so enraged him that he threatened to thrust them back into the inner prison when mrs j waited on him the next morning his first words were you are very bad why did you tell the royal treasurer you had given me so much money the treasurer inquired what could i say she replied say that you had given me nothing said he and i would have made the teachers comfortable in prison but now i know not what will be their fate but i cannot tell a falsehood she replied my religion differs from yours it forbids prevarication and had you stood by me with your knife raised i could not have said what you suggest this answer so pleased the wife of the governor who sat by that she ever afterwards was a firm friend to mrs judson the latter then by the present of a beautiful opera-glass a gift from her english friends and by promise of future presents induced the governor to let her husband remain where he was but poor dr price was confined as at first and was only relieved at the end of ten days by his promising a piece of broadcloth and presents from mrs judson sometimes she was summoned before the authorities to answer the most absurd charges and daily she was subjected to the most harassing annoyance from the desire of each petty officer to get money through their misfortunes notwithstanding her repulse in her application to the queen hardly a day passed for seven months that she did not visit some one of the members of government or branches of the royal family in order to gain their influence on behalf of the teachers though the only benefit was that their encouraging promises preserved her from despair she did however in this manner gain friends who sometimes assisted her with food and who tried to destroy the impression that they were concerned in the war the extortions and oppressions to which the prisoners were subject were also indescribable sometimes mrs judson was forbidden to have any intercourse with them during the day and therefore she would have two miles to walk after dark in returning to her house she says oh how many many times i have returned from that dreary prison at nine o'clock at night solitary and worn out with fatigue and anxiety and thrown myself down in that same rocking-chair you and deacon s provided for me in boston 
and endeavored to invent some new scheme for the release of the prisoners sometimes for a moment or two my thoughts would glance toward america and my beloved friends there for nearly a year and a half so entirely engrossed was every thought with present scenes and sufferings that i seldom reflected on a single occurrence of my former life or recollected that i had a friend in existence out of ava you my dear brother who know my strong attachment to my friends and how much pleasure i have hitherto experienced from retrospect can judge from the above circumstances how intense were my sufferings but the point the acme of my distress consisted in the awful uncertainty of our final fate my prevailing opinion was that my husband would suffer violent death and that i should of course become a slave and languish out a miserable though short existence in the tyrannic hands of some unfeeling monster but the consolations of religion in these trying circumstances were neither few nor small it taught me to look beyond this world to that rest that peaceful happy rest where jesus reigns and oppression never enters in the meantime the burmese government was sending army after army down the river to fight the english and constantly receiving news of their defeat and destruction one of its officers however named bandula having been more successful the king sent for him to ava and conferred on him that command of a very large army destined against rangoon as he was receiving every demonstration of court favor mrs judson resolved to wait on him with a petition for the release of the prisoners she was received in an obliging manner and directed to call again when he should have deliberated on the subject with joyful news of her flattering reception she flew to the prison and both she and her husband thought deliverance was at hand but on going again with a handsome present to hear his decision she was informed by his lady her lord being absent that he was now very busy making preparations for rangoon and that when he had retaken the city and expelled the english he would return and release all the prisoners this was her last supplication for their enlargement though she constantly visited the various officials with presents in order to make the situation of the prisoners more tolerable the governor of the palace used to be much gratified with her accounts of the manners customs and government of america that he required her to spend many hours of every other day at his house mrs judson had been permitted to make for her husband a little bamboo room in the prison enclosure far more comfortable than the shed he had occupied and where she sometimes was allowed to spend a few hours in his society but her visits both to the prison and to the governor were interrupted by the birth of a little daughter truly a child of misery baptized in tears about this time the burmese court was thrown into consternation by news of the disastrous defeat of bandula the vain glorious chief who was to expel the english from the kingdom and the rapid advance of the british troops towards ava the first consequence of such intelligence would of course be increased rigor towards the white prisoners and accordingly before she had regained her strength after her confinement mrs judson learned that her husband had been put into the inner prison in five pairs of fetters that the room she had made for him had been torn down and all his little comforts taken away by his jailers all the prisoners had been similarly treated mrs judson feeble as she was hastened to the governor's house but in her long absence she had lost favor and she was told that she must not ask to have the fetters taken off or the prisoners released for it could not be done
she made a pathetic appeal to the governor who was an old man reminding him of all his former kindness to them and begging to know why his conduct was so changed to them now his hard heart melted and he even wept like a child he then confessed to her that he had often been ordered to assassinate the prisoners privately but that he would not do it and that come what would he would never put mr judson to death at the same time he was resolute in refusing to attempt any mitigation of his sufferings the situation of the prisoners was now horrible in the extreme there were more than one hundred of them shut up in one room with no air but what came through cracks in the boards and this in the hot season mrs judson was sometimes permitted to spend five minutes at the door but the sight was almost too terrible to be borne by incessant entreaties she obtained permission for them to eat their food outside but even this was soon forbidden after a month passed in this way mr judson was seized with fever and nothing but death was before him unless he could have more air mrs judson at length succeeded in putting up another bamboo hut in the prison enclosure and by wearing out the governor with her entreaties she got her husband removed into it and though too low for them to stand upright it seemed to them a palace in comparison with the prison disastrous news of the war continued to arrive and at length the death of bandula seemed to be the climax of misfortune who could be found to take his place a government officer who had for some time been in disgrace with the king now came forward with a proposal to conquer the english and put an end to the war provided an army was raised on a new plan his offers were accepted and he was clothed with full powers he was a man of talent and enterprise and a violent enemy to foreigners the missionaries feared everything from his malignancy and their fears were but too well founded they had been in their comfortable hut but a few days when mrs j suddenly summoned before the governor and detained by trifling pretexts for some time in order as she afterwards found to spare her the dreadful scene that was enacted at the prison in her absence on leaving him she met a servant running to tell her that all the white prisoners were carried away he knew not whither she ran from street to street inquiring for them until at length she was informed they were carried to Ameripora. she hastened to the governor who professed his ignorance but promised to send off a man to inquire their fate and said significantly you can do nothing more for your husband take care of yourself she returned to her room and sank down almost in despair this was the most insupportable day she had passed she resolved to go to Ameripora packed up some valuables and trunks to leave with the governor and took leave of eva as she supposed forever she obtained a pass for herself and infant her two burman girls and cook and got on board a boat which conveyed them within two miles of Ameripora. there she procured a cart but the heat and dust with the fatigue of carrying her infant almost deprived her of reason but on reaching the court-house her distress was further aggravated by finding that she must go four miles farther to a place called aung penla there an old shattered building without a roof under the burning sun sat the poor prisoners chained two and two and almost in a dying condition she prevailed on the jailer to give her a shelter in a wretched little room 
half filled with grain and in that filthy place without bed chair table or any other comfort she spent the next six months of wretchedness the account given her by mr judson of his sufferings since she had seen him was almost too dreadful to repeat dragged from the prison and stripped of their clothing they were driven under a broiling sun over the hot sand and gravel until their naked feet were all one wound and they earnestly longed for death to put an end to their tortures when night came on finding that one of the prisoners had dropped dead and that the others were utterly unable to walk their driver had halted till the next morning and then conveyed them the remainder of the distance in carts on arriving and seeing the dilapidated condition of the prison they confidently thought they had been brought here for execution and tried to prepare themselves to meet a dreadful and perhaps lingering death from this apprehension they were relieved by seeing preparations made to repair the prison mrs judson had brought from ava all the money she could command secreted about her person and she records her thankfulness to her heavenly father that she never suffered from want of money though frequently from want of provisions hitherto her health and that of her children had been good but now commenced her personal bodily sufferings one of the little burman girls whom she had adopted and whom she had named mary hasseltine was attacked on the morning after her arrival with smallpox she had been mrs judson's only assistant in the care of her infant but now she required all the time that could be spared from mr judson whose mangled feet rendered him utterly unable to move mrs judson's whole time was spent in going back and forth from the prison to the house with her little maria in her arms knowing that the other children must have the disease she inoculated both and those of the jailer all of whom had it lightly except her poor babe with whom the inoculation did not take and who had it the natural way before this she had been a healthy child but it was more than three months before she recovered from the dreadful disorder the beneficial effects of inoculation in the case of the jailer's children caused mrs judson to be called upon to perform the operation upon all the children in the village mr judson gradually recovered and found his situation much more comfortable than at ava but mrs judson overcome by watchings fatigue miserable food and still more miserable lodgings was attacked by one of the disorders of the country and though much debilitated was obliged to set off in a cart for ava to procure medicines and suitable food well there her disorder increased so fearfully in violence that she gave up all hope of recovery and was only anxious to return and die near the prison but by the use of laudanum she so far checked the disease that she was able to get back to ong pen la but in such a state that the cook whom she had left to supply her place and who came to help her out of the wretched cart in which she had made part of the journey was so overwhelmed by her altered and emaciated appearance that she burst into tears to this poor cook she was indebted during the next two months for everything and even for her life and that of those dearest to her he would walk miles to procure and carry food for the prisoners then return to do everything he could for mrs j though a bengali he forgot his caste and hesitated not at any office or service which was required of him it was afterwards in their power amply to reward him for his labor of love and they never forgot their debt of gratitude 
at this time poor little maria was the greatest sufferer and her mother's anguish at seeing her distress while she was unable to relieve it was indescribable deprived of her natural food by her mother's illness while not a drop of milk could be procured in the village her cries were heart-rending sometimes mr judson would prevail on his keepers to let him carry the emaciated little creature around in his arms to beg nourishment from those mothers in the village who had young children now indeed was the cup of misery full while in health the active ardent mind of mrs judson bore up under trials every new one suggesting some ingenious expedient to lighten or avert it but now to see those cherished ones suffering and be herself confined by sickness was almost too much to bear it was about this time that they learned of the death of their enemy whose elevation to power was the cause of their removal from ava and whose purpose in sending them to ang pen la was indeed their destruction suspected of high treason and of embezzling public money he was executed without a moment's delay another officer was appointed to command the army but with far less sanguine expectations of success after his death the prisoners were released from the prison and conducted to ava the cause of the change was soon evident mr judson was wanted to act as interpreter between the burmese government and the advancing army of the british for six weeks he was kept at maloon steadily at work in translating and suffering as much as when in prison except that he was not in irons mrs judson who had remained at ava was seized soon after he left her with spotted fever of the most malignant character she lost her reason and for a long time was insensible to everything around her but she records with lively gratitude that just before her senses left her a portuguese woman had unexpectedly come and offered herself as nurse to her little daughter and about this same time dr price being released from prison visited her he represents her situation to have been the most distressing he ever witnessed and had no idea she could survive many hours at one time a burmese neighbor who had come in with others to see her die said she is dead and if the king of angels were to come in he could not recover her her head was shaved blisters were applied to it and to her feet and she gradually revived although the fever having run seventeen days she was of course a long time in recovering well in this debilitated state she learned through her servant that his master had arrived in town under the charge of several burmans and that it was reported that he was being sent back to the ang pen la prison being too weak to bear ill tidings the shock had well nigh destroyed her when she had in some measure recovered her composure she sent to mong ing to her old friend the governor of the north gate begging him to make one more effort for mr judson mong ing then went in search of the teacher and at length found him in an obscure prison her feelings while he was gone mrs judson thus describes if ever i felt the value and efficiency of prayer i did at this time i could not rise from my couch i could make no effort to secure my husband i could only plead with that great and powerful being who has said call upon me in the day of trouble and i will hear and thou shalt glorify me and who made me at this time feel so powerfully this promise that i became quite composed feeling assured that my prayers would be answered 
she afterwards learned that as soon as mr judson was found of no further use at milan as interpreter he was transferred without ceremony to ava where happening to meet no one who knew him he was ordered to be taken whence he came when he went to milan viz ong pen la but at this instant of mrs judson's faithful messenger mong ing the governor of the north gate presented a petition to the high court of the empire became security for mr j obtained his release took him to his house and removed mrs judson thither also as soon as her health permitted the english army which had all along suffered peace on condition of the payment of a certain sum of money offers which the burmans had constantly rejected had now advanced so far as to threaten the golden city itself the burmans were thus compelled to negotiate and all their negotiations from beginning to end were conducted by doctors judson and price though they were often interrupted or entirely broken off by the caprice and jealousy of the burman monarch and his officers the king placing no confidence in the english and having the most absurd ideas of his power to force them to his own terms sent messengers at every stage of their advance to induce sir archibald campbell to abate his demands and alter his conditions no pains were spared to fortify the golden city even while dr price and other english prisoners were engaged in the business of negotiation mrs judson had the pain of seeing their house without beautiful enclosure of fruits and flowers entirely destroyed to make a place for the erection of cannon a new message now arrived from sir archibald no smaller sum than the one stipulated about five million dollars would be received but it might be paid at four different times the first payment to be made within twelve days or the army would continue its march in addition the prisoners were to be given up immediately the king who had learned the value of mr judson's services declared that those foreigners who were not english were his people and should not go the missionaries were ordered to go again to the english camp to propose to them to take a third of the money and give up their demand for the missionaries and threatened that if unsuccessful in their embassy they and their family should suffer their situation was now truly perilous for the burman arrogance was at this time heightened by the boast of one of their generals that he would so fortify the ancient city of pogan which lay in the route of the british toward ava that they could never advance beyond it and that in fact he would destroy or drive them from the country the invincible english took the city however with perfect ease and the king being enraged that he had listened for a moment to the braggart and thus provoked the british officers had him executed without ceremony and gave out that it was to punish him for violating his command not to fight with the english the same night dr price was sent with part of the money and some of the prisoners but returned with the alarming intelligence that the general was angry would not communicate with him and was marching upon ava all was now confusion in the palace gold and silver vessels were melted up and the money weighed out and mr judson was hurried into a boat and sent to the british camp he was instructed by the english general that every foreigner who wished to leave the country must be permitted to go or peace would not be made the members of the government now had recourse to solicitation and promised to make mr judson a great man if he would remain 
to avoid the odium of expressing a wish to leave his majesty's service he told them that sir archibald had ordered that all who desired it should go and that his wife had often expressed that desire and that she therefore must be given up and that he must follow the prisoners were then all released and on a cool moonlight evening with hearts overflowing with gratitude and joy they took their passage down the irrawaddy bidding a final adieu to the scene of their sufferings the golden city of ava with what delight did they the next morning hail the sight of the steamboat that was to conduct them to the british camp with what unspeakable satisfaction did they again find themselves surrounded by the comforts and refinements of civilized life the kindness of general campbell was more like that of a father to his own family than that of a stranger to persons of another country indeed it was to him they owed their final release from ava and their recovery of all their confiscated property mrs judson thinks no people on earth were ever happier than they were at that time the very idea that they were free from burman treachery and tyranny and under british protection filling them with gratitude and joy too exquisite for expression what shall we render to the lord for all his benefits to us was the constant utterance of their hearts peace was soon settled they left the camp and after an absence of two years and three months were again in rangoon End of chapter seventeen